Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg Boys Basketball. Brought to you by MikeDragoSports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Burks, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Lineweaver and Chris Ziner. Viva Pots Vegas! Viva Pots Vegas! Viva Pots Vegas! Viva! Viva Pots Vegas! We knew it was coming, and yet there was nothing that we could do about it. Couldn't stop it, could you? I will have you know that I left friends last night having a good time to go cut that. Uh-huh. Who puts that much work into the production of a sports broadcast in Burns? The one and only Jerry Gello. Correct. That's, that's probably the answer, right? If we can't turn this into a morning zoo occasionally, <laughs> why are we here? True, true. Well, where we are at is indeed Potts, Vegas. <laughs> Pottstown, Pennsylvania, as the mules fresh off of their shellacking last night get to uh, erase that from their palates what did i call it last night the uh, limoncello the palate cleanser that's what you called it that is exactly what today is and unfortunately they have to go on the road to do so but limited pressure here it's not affecting you know their burks title or anything like that uh not affecting playoff positioning within burks nothing like that you just get to come out on the road take on what is arguably a pretty decent Pottstown team, and we'll see how they match up against Burks. Uh, we saw what they did against Daniel Boone earlier this year, but uh, we'll we'll get to take a peek under the hood here with Pottstown, and like I said, it's a good opportunity for Muhlenberg to erase last night from their memory and turn the page. Yeah, they're really going to have to turn that page. Uh, they did not look like the same old Muhlenberg that we're used to, pushing that pace, keeping the intensity up. They kind of came out fast, and then that pace just kind of dropped off, and Looking to rekindle that fire coming into this game. Pottstown comes in winning six out of their last seven games. Their lone loss coming to Phoenixville, a nine-point loss back on the 5th of January. They played two days ago, and they beat the snot out of Upper Perk. Uh, uh, 73-37, the final score in that one. Jeez. Uh, it was right after they had beat Methacton. So they're coming off a stretch here. This will be game number three within four days. And it doesn't really stop after this either for them because they get to play Upper Marion area on the 16th, Springford on the 18th, and then Methacton on the 19th. So uh, they have a very busy schedule ahead of them and right in the thick of it. So hopefully Muhlenberg can catch them on the downswing. Like I said, three games in four four days, no joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they will certainly have the opportunity to do so tonight. For Muhlenberg... Look, there was some stuff going on last night that you'll probably never see again in a Muhlenberg game. First and foremost, the large blowout. Second most, uh, unfortunately, Alex Chiato without a single solitary point last night. Mm-hmm. That will likely change here on a Saturday afternoon in Pottstown. I mean, uh, that's got to change. That was one of the big reasons why they weren't able, able to get anything on the offensive end most of the time. Uh, last night, and hopefully he's able to turn that switch on. He's able to 
uh, keep that composure. I mean, we can say that Reading, they focused all on Reading. We were talking about that. And, I mean, it can happen, but Burke's Catholic just came off of Exeter the night before. And there's no excuses after that then. It's kind of he wasn't able to perform, and Burke's Catholic shut him down. And tonight, hopefully he can take that rebound, and hopefully he can make something with it. And like you said, take that learning lesson. This game, the second one as part of the MLK Showcase Hoops for Hope here in Pottstown. Prior to this, we saw Norristown lose to Dobbins in the 1 p.m. game, and now you get to experience Pottstown and Muhlenberg here. They are accepting donations, sanitizing products, socks, T-shirts, urban hair products, uh, all benefiting the Salvation Army of Pottstown. And donate one of those if you can still get your butt here. Uh, it'll get you free admission into this game. But, but before we start, we have the national anthem right now. Play ball, I guess. <laughs> Getting ready to announce the starting lineups. For Pottstown, it's looking like Lions, Jackson, Young, Jackson, and Jackson. Well, that shouldn't be confusing at all. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> In a game that we just came off of having McCoy pairings McCoy. of brothers on both sides, right? we now get three Jacksons out of five starters for Pottstown. Wow, man. This will be super enjoyable. Jackson passes to Jackson, who passes to Jackson, who passes to Jackson, who takes the shot. Jackson gets the rebound. I can actually make it easier. This is a terrible, like, Laurel and Hardy sketch, I have a feeling. <laughs> Who's on first? Good Lord. Great sketch. It really is. <laughs> You do have senior brothers Abdul and Sadiq Jackson. They're coming off a fantastic game against Methacton. They ended up pulling away late, 72-68. Sadiq scored a game-high 27 points. Abdullah had 21, with 15 of them coming after the break. That helped improve Pottstown to 8-4. and four. And really, they've been buoyed by a strong performance here in the pack because... They are five and one when it comes to conference play. 
It's not bad. While I was down there taking the pictures of the lineups, it looked like they had a little bit of size on their side. I mean, some guys would look like they were a little bit 6'3-ish, 6'2-ish. So, I mean, it's going to be tough because we saw the same thing with Burks. Burks, Catholic, had a little bit of taller guys compared to Drew LeClaire, compared to JT Armstrong. If you don't have the size at point guard, it's going to be tough. And we're going to see how the Mules are able to, especially coming over from tomorrow, or I should say yesterday, uh, be able to make up that size difference. Same starting five as last evening with Kantner, Archie, Killen, Alex, and Jeffrey Collado both in the lineup. They'll be in their road blue jerseys, white and yellow trim with the white numbers. Meanwhile, Pottstown believe that it's navy and white. It looks like navy. Getting ready for opening tip here in Strom Gymnasium. Pottstown will win it. As Abdul Jackson. Immediately guarded by Alex Collado. He said looking to make a difference here today as going up with it was Young. He slams it off the backboard, no good. It'll stay here with the, with the Trojans. A little miscue there from the Mules. Stops the clock at 7.41. They'll kick it out. Young from the left corner. Got the three. Uhlenberg, their first offensive set here. Thinking three was Cantner and still they'll drive to his left. Going up with it, no contact. Instead, they try to baseball pass it away. Killen picks it off. Muhlenberg back in action. Kantner, far corner in front of his bench. He'll duck and weave between a handful of defenders and pull it back out. Killen, a wide open three. Yes, sir. Shamar Killen hitting the triple and nodding this game. Great shot by Killen, especially just pull up. He didn't hesitate that time, and it was nothing but net. Trojans will work it around. Looks like they do have Mays in the lineup instead of Lions. So there was a small change there. Jackson. You pick which one. <laughs> Jay Jackson on my score sheet. Goes up, misses, grabs his own miss. Now up to Abdul Jackson. Back to Jackson on the far side, and he takes too many steps. The Mule's defense. Mark it down on your turnover sheet. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's travel. I mean, the defense came out playing man today. They didn't come out playing zone, so that's a little bit of a different look from Flowers. But, I mean, I like the intensity so far from the Mules. They're staying in their face. They're not getting tired. But we'll see, especially from yesterday, we'll see how long it takes for them to get a little tired and to change that. Archie looking to dump it down low to Jeffrey Collado, and they'll pass it all the way around. Nice closeouts there by the Trojans. They'll get it down low to Jeffrey Collado. His misses. And somehow comes back with it. Gets it down to Killens on the low block. His shot is no good. Now back in transition, the Trojans. Big old Euro step. Yes, sir. Wow. How about that? Mays with the Euro step into the paint. 
or I guess unpainted here in Pottstown. <laughs> Makes it 5-3. Alex Schiato a three. That one too strong. Archie tips it back up. It goes off Pottstown out of bounds. Honestly, we're seeing a little bit more of, we're seeing those two guys in the paint. We're seeing uh, Jeffrey Collado. We're seeing Kyle Archie playing a little bit more in the paint, more than I saw last night. I mean, they, were, they wanted to clear the paint and try and drive as much as they could last night. So it's a little bit of a different offensive look. Killing a three. Killing a second three. He has all six of Muhlenberg's points, 6-5. That's the confidence we need out of Shamar Killen. Killen with 10 points last evening, already with a quick six here in the early going. Right-handed scoop attempt there is off the mark by Young. Kantner amongst three defenders somehow slams on the brakes. Actually, it was Alex Collado instead. Those jersey numbers start with the number two. Yep. Same hairstyle, too. It's really <laughs> confusing from where we're positioned up here in Pottstown. Yeah. That one, nice fine kick out to Kantner, who hits the three. A trio of threes here to open up the contest, and Muhlenberg a quick nine to five advantage. Well, driving in wide open layup for Abdul Jackson. His first bucket. Killing. That one off the mark. He was yelling Kobe shooting that three. <laughs> Hitting it. Trying to hit it in stride. And once again, Jackson, a little stutter step move. Gives him some separation. He misses the layup, but it kicks off of Muhlenberg. Over the end line. LeClaire and Armstrong checking in for the Mules. I wanted to get to it before you did. And yelled that's, in my ear. That's okay. We're going to have a timeout taken here by Muhlenberg. It'll be a 30-second. So we'll stay here. It's 9-7. Like I said, a handful of uh, triples here by Potts, Pottstown and Muhlenberg, really. Yeah. Uh, Killen with two of them. Kantner with one. And for Pottstown, Young also hitting a three. One could say he's killing it. No. <laughs> I'm taking I've, that as a no. I've really <laughs> been trying to avoid just that. <laughs> and here we are. That's like the, the clear and obvious joke to make. I was trying to go beyond that. Yeah, but. Sorry, Mr. Sophisticated. I mean, I try to workshop my jokes. <laughs> I mean. There's an on-deck circle for my jokes. It's not just batter up all the time. <laughs> you get I what believe you get. in the quick delivery. <laughs> 3.56 left to play here in the first quarter. Sadiq Jackson eyeing up LeClaire and ends up getting it into Abdul. And I don't know if it's slippery over on that side of the court or what, but it looked like he was put on skates. Airballs the attempt. The putback by Lyons is good. Counted in one. The fourth different Trojan now. To end up in the scoring column. Oh, that's a tough play. I mean, they tried to get the block off, and you got more than the block. You got some hand there, so you can't do that. And one attempt here by Lions, trying to earn three the old-fashioned way. Not going to do it. 
Still ties up the game at nine. 3.30 left here in the first. Holmberg looking into the post with Killens. He's immediately doubled. Outlet passes tipped and eventually stolen as Mays corrals it. That's how, once again, talk about how uh, sticky that floor is. You gotta, we talked very early on before we were even on the air about how uh, there's a lot of good squeakage out there on the court. Mm -hmm. You can see it's actually having an effect on how they're handling the basketball, too. Is Driving in is Jackson. He gets two more. His second for four, and Trojans back on top by two. Armstrong a three, and down it goes. All Muhlenberg knows is tri triples tonight. He's going downhill sledding. Mm -hmm. Drawing the contact and the foul was Jackson. He'll go to the line for the first time this afternoon. I mean, I talked about it yesterday. When this Muhlenberg squad comes out, shoots the three with confidence, you see a different pace to them. They want to get those fast breaks, and then they're going to start driving. It's really part of that game plan I think Matt Flowers puts into. If you have the three, shoot it, especially if you have the confidence within that. Like he said, he shows by example, and this team has shown that when they're shooting three, they have the confidence. They'll start driving. They'll start making their shots, and they'll feel even better about the game coming too. Second one upcoming here for the Trojans. First one was good. Second one short. Rebounded, and how that wasn't a travel, I'm not quite sure. But Mays ends up uh, passing it to himself as he's falling on the ground. <laughs> Trojans end up with a fresh 20, well, I would say fresh 24. There is no shot clock here in high school. Kyle Archie reading the passing lane, coming away with the steal. Down in transition, LeClaire reverse layup, no good, but put back by Killen is. Killen now with eight. And now Pottstown struggling to inbounds, goes off their fingertips. Jackson has to go into the Muhlenberg bench. Mules, another offensive possession coming their way. That defense, I talked about it earlier in the season. When they put that pressure on, some teams will, you'll see the cracks earlier than usual. And this team is feeling that pressure already. Small backcourt here for Muhlenberg. This is arguably their smallest lineup that they can run. Kyle Archie going up with the left hand, bends out of the way of contact, unable to finish. Trojans back in transition. And we're going to have a foul called here, offensive foul. Actually, I think that he uh, stepped on the sideline. Nobody's going over to the official's table. This is just a turnover. Archie in the near corner. They try to get it over to Killens. It's intercepted. And skying in for the easy bucket in transition is Sadiq Jackson, his first bucket of the contest. Ties the game at 14. Here's a readable pass. It's If you're going to telegraph it all the way there, he's going to send it home for you. So, I mean. Alex Colado from the left wing too strong. 
Trojans on the move, kick out, left corner three. That one also a little too strong. That one, a pass tipped. Pottstown back in transition, lay it up and in. Jackson now with seven. Abdul Jackson. Let's clarify. <laughs> Maddening. How dare multiple kids all decide to play the same sport. And Collado trying to buy a vowel out of money. Another missed layup for him. Back come the Trojans, and I think that we're going to have an offensive foul. Yes, sir. Mays called for the personal as he backed in through an elbow. Can't do that. Yeah. Trojans staying out of foul trouble here. That was just their first of the quarter. 48.7 seconds left. Muhlenberg will take out Killen and Alex Collado. Kantner reinserts himself, spinning into the lane. Tough try with the left and draws the contact. He'll end up going to the stripe. I mean, we've seen Jaden Kantner is a guy who likes to drive if he doesn't see threes going in. And he's very, he loves the contact inside that paint. And at this, he is up and down with making them. It's just when he finds that consistency in making them and driving, he becomes a be a total different beast out there. First one's good by Kantner. Now has four. 38.2 left here in the first. 16-15, Kantner can knock things up. Probably one final possession here for Pottstown. As Kantner hits both. Kentner missed his first two last night against Burks Catholic, then turned it back on. Yeah, he did. He was an 87% free throw shooter. Probably count on one hand the amount of times this season that he'll miss two at the stripe. Pottstown indeed just kind of feigning interest in playing offense here in the remaining half a minute. Very clear 2-3, actually a 3-2 zone being mm -hmm. shown here by the Mules. Armstrong, Kantner, and LeClaire guarding the top of the, of the arc. He's driving in on LeClaire. Missing the shot was Abdul Jackson. A little heat check for him. That'll do it. Six, 16 all, as Jerry wants to cut me off. You guys That's switched. Fine. It's fine. 16 apiece after one. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. I'm something weak You got me begging, begging I'm on my knees I want to be needing your love I just want to be deep in your love And it's killing me when you're away Oh baby Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. 
You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Eventually a fresh eight minutes up on the board. 16 all after one quarter of play. It'll remain Muhlenberg possession here as we enter the second. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out in the second quarter because yesterday they came out flat in the second corner. Uh, hopefully they're able to push that pace a little bit more than they did yesterday. I'd argue they came out flat in every quarter. Yeah. And the first they came out with something. A little bit. Good movement here on offense. Armstrong. The Kiato brothers as Armstrong drops in the teardrop. He's his, the future, isn't he? His second bucket for five. Yes, he is. Gives the mules an 18-16 advantage. Rick Perez and Matt Flowers preaching, everyone get your arms up. You're playing zone defense. You're blocking passing lanes. Quickest way to break a zone defense is by passing. Throw those arms up, get in the passing lanes. Exactly what they're doing. Trojans more than happy just to survey the scene here, almost like they've never seen a 3-2 zone before. Mm -hmm. Clearly they have, but, I mean, right now they have nobody running baseline. They're just content to just hold it right at midcourt. Mm-hmm. We'll try to kick and drive, and once again, nothing there. They'll just chuck up a three and drain it. Well, that's ideally what you're guarding against in a zone defense, especially a 3-2 zone was Jackson. Sorry, Jay Jackson hits his first. <laughs> Armstrong with the left. No good. He'll throw it ahead, one on two. Once again, it'll be Jackson. The J1. <laughs> Driving in is Archie. Archie and right one. to the cup. Goes downhill and reaps the rewards. Looking to go to the stripe to get three the old-fashioned way. That was a great drive by Kyle Archie. He saw the lane. They separated perfectly. Had one person in the corner. Got the guy to shift to the corner. And oh, yeah, the Red Sea parted for him. Exactly. Archie to the line. He stands right over top of the Pioneer Athletic Conference logo. Ryan gets biblical on us. <laughs> Davy Crockett isn't. <laughs> Archie finishes the three-point play, ties the game at 21 again. And that should absolutely be a travel or a jump ball. It's one of the two, and they determine that Young Trying to pass it, it got stuffed by Archie, I believe. Mm -hmm. And his pivot foot ended up slipping as a result. Mays back into the contest. Took the place of Butler, who got a quick run. Killing back in as well. Alex Cayado too strong from top of the key. Driving in, big left-handed scoop layup attempt. No good by Jackson. Muhlenberg, well that has to be something. And somehow it ends up turning into Muhlenberg points. Yep. 
they let it go down at this end. They had to let it go at that end. Yeah. I, am, I am not complaining as, let me tell you, uh, Abdul Jackson stood his ground. He was there first. It absolutely should have been a charge. Oh, yeah. And instead, Kantner bowls him over, no call. Misses, gets his own miss, and puts it back. Muhlenberg, a two-point margin off of that bucket. 23-21, five to play here in the first half. I'll dump it down low. Once again, just big old steps by Young, his second bucket for five. He's got to take big steps around Kyle Archie. Just playing the seesaw now. Both teams getting their chance to uh, have their time on top here. This time, Kantner has it swatted away as he's driving through the lane. Pottstown down the low block. They'll kick it out. Right corner three. That one air balls by Jackson. I'll get it down the other way. Kantner can't finish with the left. Trojans in transition. They're going to have a blocking foul called on Archie as he hit the deck. Somehow, Alex Chiato. I don't know how he managed that, but he ended up skidding all the way into the cameraman at the far left corner of the court. He was diving to get the ball back in play, I think it was, because he didn't hear the whistle. Well, I'm pretty sure that he earned some airline miles. Oh, yeah. On that trip. I'll try to get it oh. ahead. Archie able to tip it up, but Pottstown comes back with it. They'll drop it onto the doorstep again. Jeez. Abdul Jackson, his first bucket here the second quarter. He has nine, and then Muhlenberg turns it over. Small mistakes. Can't be making these small mistakes right now, especially. Tight game's going to get that. It's going to get wider and wider with that gap. One of the more animated cheerleading sections that we've seen here. Oh, yeah. Pottstown. Bringing the noise on a Saturday afternoon. Once again, another scoop layup by Mays is left short. Unfinished business for him. Killen ends up on the deck. Draws the personal. Foul is on Young. That is his first. It's been a rather clean game by both sides. Oh, yeah. We're being honest here, I mean, three combined fouls through the first half of the second quarter mm -hmm. is what you're looking at. Even the first quarter, not that many fouls to go around either. Which is a good thing. Jeffrey Chiato on the low block tries to fire it to LeClaire, who wasn't aware of it. And then back at the other end, Killen knocks away the transition bucket. Somehow this ball just pinballing around. Pottstown with possession now. LeClaire getting onto the hardwood, stealing it away. <laughs> Jeez. Back and forth and back and forth. Now Alex Collado <laughs> hitting the left corner triple. All of that to finally get Collado on the score sheet. Yeah, I mean, it took something and a turnover. It took one of the weirdest plays we've seen in recent memory. Killing. Counted in one. Killing in transition. Puts up the teardrop. It falls. Now looking for three. He's got the bench up and celebrating. He may have taken four steps there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe some extra travel miles. Maybe you can join uh, Alex on his trip to the Bahamas or wherever he's going. 
I mean, Shamar found that perfect spot where the lane was open. Well, I should say open enough because there was a guy in the paint able to sink that and the other one in the free throw. Nice. Mules 4-4 four, four from the stripe. Killing completes the three-point play. Muhlenberg back on top by four. It's 29-25, under three left here in the second. And looking around, looking for help was Jackson. A three launch and a Jeez. three drained by Young, his second of the game. Give him eight. The Trojans back within one. Mm -hmm. Armstrong, the pass is kicked. Whew. It's Jackson. Sorry, Sadiq Jackson. Clock stops with 2.36. This is more of the Muhlenberg team that we've known and loved here over the first half of the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking for help. Driving to his left, throws it Ooh. up. Not going to get it, but draws the contact. Trip to the charity stripe upcoming for Alex Chiato. For a second, I thought that ball was going in. He threw that right over his left shoulder while he's going out of bounds. Looked like it had a chance. Probably some of the unluckiest play of his career last night. Maybe that three and that weird play was just enough to correct whatever ails him. Hopefully. Because they're going to need him for sharing that scoring because you can't put all pressure on one player. Got a second no good. Jeffrey ends up knocking it up to himself. Gets it in the hands of Alex who tries to pass it back to him. It's stolen away. Alex giving Young the business. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets to give it to Sadiq Jackson. Jackson crosses over to his right, throws up a tough runner, no good. Kiato ahead to Armstrong. Armstrong back to Kiato. Oh. That one off the mark. Just back and forth and back and forth. LeClaire getting called for the hand check. It's Jackson. Draws the personal. So wait a minute. There was virtual assaults down at this end, and they just called a hand check? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm just checking. That's <laughs> how it rolls. Especially with Drew LeClaire. He is a very aggressive defender. We've seen it before. He's gotten he's gotten some uh, things going on when it comes to defense. So Inbound to Jackson. Jay Jackson. Drives to his left. What a nice find wow. there. Almost looked like he lost the ball for a hot second. Instead, he was just dropping it off on the doorstep to Abdul, who lays it in, toss the game at 30 again. Killen trying to gunsling that one to the far corner. Gets tipped up and out. Minute 22 left here in the first half. These mules really like flinging their passes at people like a bullet pass. I mean, some of them could be the quarterback, honestly, of how fast they throw that basketball. 
An entertaining first half, to say the least, as Muhlenberg struggling to inbound the basketball. They finally get it into Armstrong, who absorbs some contact. And that will be foul number five on the Trojans. So we talked about how disciplined they were. Uh-huh. And uh, blink of an eye, five fouls. They'll send Armstrong to the line for two. Mules are in the bonus. Yes. Nails the first one. Muhlenberg will re-enter the paint here for the second one. Archie and Alex Kayada flanked by two Trojans apiece. That one hits the front of the rim, the back of the rim, and falls out. So just one of two at the stripe for Armstrong. Trying to find space once again, driving left. That one Jeez. drops in by Jackson. Six buckets from the field for him, 13 in the contest. Gives Pottstown a one-point lead. Mules could hold for one if they so choose. And not sure if Pottstown's going to give them that luxury as Killen being hounded by Young. Certainly looks like they're trying to hold for one. And Killen. Ooh. Loses the handle, if not for Young grabbing possession and also laying over the sideline. Oh, turn it over. Yeah, that was close. Killens, killing with the inbound. Around half a minute remaining here in the second quarter. Alex Cayado driving in, tries to lay it up with the left hand on the right side. Gets it knocked away. Back comes Pottstown, absorbing contact. And getting it to drop is Young. Jeez. Young entering double digits now with that bucket. And he'll look to go get three the old-fashioned way. Pottstown one of three at the stripe here in the early going. Young, a little too much sauce on that one. Muhlenberg can tie with a three. Kantner says, no, thank you. I'll just take the two. Yeah. Drives in all by his lonesome and takes what they're giving him. Kantner, he now has nine. Muhlenberg looking to force the issue here. They tip it up oh. into the backcourt, and that'll do it. Trojans won't have a chance to get a shot off, and that's about as good as it's going to get here for Muhlenberg who trail by one at the end of the first half. 34-33 entering the break. When we come back, we'll recap the first half and talk about more to come here on the Mule Sports Network.
For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. It's football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Well, thanks for the heads up that we were coming back, Jerry. <laughs> I gave you three and a half seconds. About three and a half seconds. Chris and I scrambling to put our headsets back on. <laughs> like you need to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, 33-34. Spielenberg mm -hmm. trailing by one. Tied at 16. I mean, these two teams could not be more evenly matched through the first 16 minutes of play. As uh, Abdul Jackson, 13 points. Young with 10 for Pottstown. Uh, Jay Jackson with five. Mays with two. And Lyons with two as well. Sadiq Jackson uh, also with two. As they've held him mostly in check. Uh, for Muhlenberg. Sure, Mark Ellen. No kidding. 11 points for him. Nine for Jaden Kantner. Six for Armstrong. Four for Alex Cayado as they look to get him kick-started again. And three for Kyle Archie on that nifty downhill run and three-point play from him. I mean, yeah, I mean, we see we're starting to see that usual Muhlenberg team that pushes the pace, plays off their turnovers, will pressure the ball. And we've seen turnovers. I mean, in the first quarter, Pottstown had seven turnovers in the first and then they had five in the second so like you you can see those cracks coming in when they're playing that intense pressure and you can see that those double teams are really coming into something and those double teams when they bring the intensity like Drew LeClaire they're bringing the smaller guys and it's the first time we're seeing Drew LeClaire and uh, JT Armstrong in at the point guard shooting guard they're smaller backcourt but it, they were out there doing something that you didn't see with some of the bigger guys. And that definitely showed with the intensity coming from the rest of the players on the court. The 11 points for Shermar Killen, now marking his 11th straight contest in double figures. Last time that he didn't score in double figures was back against Palmyra in a game that we covered. He had five points. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he had 14 against Central Dolphin before that and just one point against Mannheim Township. So Killen has really settled into his role well here for Muhlenberg. And as we found out last night, when can't always count on the scoring of uh, really either Coyado to, to buoy you, uh, having Shermar Killen is certainly a blessing for Muhlenberg. Yeah, it is. I mean, coming into this game, Shamar Killen is averaging 15 points a game, which is not bad at all. But when we came into the season, we were looking more towards Alex Collado being that senior, being that guy who's really going to take over the offense. We saw we would see a little bit more from him, and we did at the start of the season. And then we, st he, I don't know if something happened, but he just kind of slowly started dropping off. But Shamar has been killing it. As and I'm not trying to say it for his name he's just been <laughs> that guy that they need to step into that scoring role and it's been working out perfectly he stole my joke i wasn't trying joke. to it was just what came to head stole your joke unforgivable apologies jerry all credit goes to jerry you want to copyright it and expect payment <laughs> like i said game two of it was an MLK Day special here mm -hmm. in Pottstown. When's our next game? Ooh, when isn't our next game? That's a great question. Let's put it that way. Uh, Let's find our next game. As of right now, Monday, boys against Exeter. Yes. That's right. That we'll it have. is. Uh -huh. be a Tuesday big is girls against Exeter. Mm -hmm. Thursday is boys at Twin Valley. That'll be an interesting game. He said I'll be trapped down in Morgantown for way longer than I feel Dude, comfortable. We were just there with Exeter. Those people are gold. You will be treated like gold. They're wonderful people down there in Twin Valley. I remember I was down there uh, was down there last year for a game. Mm-hmm. They're great. Absolutely great. And then, uh, yeah, we have that on Thursday and back at it again the following Monday. Maybe. Nah, that's one of the maybes on the schedule. That's at Governor Mifflin. Yeah, that's one of the maybes, right? We'll see if Pat Tully takes our phone call. Yeah. Or if somebody else gets in ahead of us. Hey, Pat, if you're listening. <laughs> friend of the pod. Hint, hint. We were just entertained by a couple of students dancing. You may have missed it. I think I, I think I did. I think I did. It ended with some suggestive gyrations, but it was uh, it was entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> suggestive gyrations. As a girl dad, I weep. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the games we have coming up. The Exeter-Muhlenberg uh, game, I think, is going to be a really, really good one. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to be at that game in general and just watch how each team is able to change up because I was there doing the broadcast when the boys played Twin Valley. Mm-hmm. And that was that atmosphere was electric, especially when Exeter started taking that big lead. Even yeah. still, they that energy rose. And especially with these guys feeding off that energy, yep. regardless of where they are, it's going to be a very interesting way on how both teams strategize for each other. Dude, they get it going. Mm-hmm. Well, we can see where Mike Drago might be uh, out this afternoon. 
Fresh eight on the board. Well, maybe no, or they haven't shared any scores. There might not from, be any uh, games going on. There Are have there? been. There have been. There, uh, been. there were a whole bunch of girls' games. Governor Mifflin was at Nazareth. Nazareth. Exeter at Brandywine Heights. Twin Valley at Downingtown West. Mannheim Central against Fleetwood. It's basically all just out-of-towners. Yeah. Minersville yeah, at Hamburg and Middletown at Wyo at 3.15. Exeter is in York playing Brandywine Heights. Ah. Long trip to play the Bullets. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go to a holiday shootout or tournament or whatever, like, don't you want to go and, and play somebody exciting that you don't normally see on your schedule? Yeah. Isn't that like, you know, like, great, interleague play, lost its appeal. <laughs> I mean, that was the whole point of interleague play at one point in time as Pottstown misses oh. at one end. Archie misses the dunk in oh, transition. No. Is that a count? That is not a turnover, no. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But That is a missed shot and a defensive rebound. I just want to make sure so nope. you have your turnovers. It's not a turnover. <laughs> it is a missed shot and a defensive rebound. Look, I'm still learning my ropes around basketball, okay? I was a swimmer. I played football, and I did track, okay? I wasn't in the realm of basketball. Foul is on Cantor. It's his second. Young drops in another. He has a dozen. Alex Gallardo wow. dialing that one up from long distance. He stared at that one and said, yep. Not a problem. About six feet beyond the arc. Seven points for him, and if that's what they need to get him moving. That one, I don't know how it didn't fall for Young. He's driving Jeez. in as Killen. Killen just chucks it. Draws the contact, draws the foul. Is there a little bit of acting there? He was already in the air. I mean, you can give and take. Yeah, I don't think it was Downey Soft when he fell. Nope. <laughs> 36 apiece. Kellen give Muhlenberg the lead here as he bangs in the first. Here we go. Let's see if he makes a second. Second one upcoming for Kellen. Drains it. 3-3 three three at the charity stripe here this evening. You know, as lucky number 13. Paces the mules. Mules come out playing man-to-man -man defense this quarter. They like to mix it up, don't they? They do. A little 3-2, little box and one, little man-to-man. -man. Have we seen them do a box and one? Hmm. Driving in is Young. going to have a personal foul called here. Oh. And it is going to be on Young. An offensive foul on him. They're trying to figure out how they didn't get the bucket, didn't get the ball afterwards, but it is Young called for his second. 
And one in the second quarter as well. Kantner Ooh. will work against him. Ooh. Shrugs off the screen by Collado. Finds Archie on the left block, who lays it in, and then Pottstown wheels coming off here as they turn the ball over, throw it into the Muhlenberg bench. Jeez. Kantner drives to the lane, gets two people to come over him, and just shuffle passes Kyle Archie. Kantner in the lane, reverse layup. Oh. Unfinished business for him. I wanted that to go in for him. 40-36 says. Just a single bucket here for Pottstown in the first two and a half minutes. Spinning in, hanging in the lane, and getting two is Jackson. Sadiq Jackson has been very quiet here. He now has four. Trims the Muhlenberg lead to just two. 527 left, 40 to 38. Muhlenberg on top. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, third quarter action right here on the Mule Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Just under five and a half to play here in the third. Pottstown needing a timeout following turnover. Trying to keep things from getting out of hand here. Kantner will take it underneath. Their offensive bucket. Inbound to Archie. Archie ah. trying to find Collado, unable to do so. That comes Pottstown. And we're going to have a palming violation called. How about that? Palming. <laughs> I'm shocked we don't see more of that. Yeah. They stopped calling that around the time of Allen Iverson, I'm pretty certain. Well, he was known for it, so. Kantner driving, dropping it off to Collado, no good. Jeffrey still left scoreless. Pottstown can either tie it up or take the lead with a three. Young looking to cross up Killen, kicks it out into the corner. Long protracted shot finally put up there by Mays, no good. Put back, no good. Finally, Killen coming away with it. Killen, four on two in transition out to Kantner, a left corner three. Oh. That one, unlucky. But lucky for the Mules, yeah. goes off the Trojans out of bounds. I mean, it looked good. It's just, the, it hits the top and it just, the spin just makes it roll right over the rim. And that's, it's, he was wide open, so. Oh, Archie driving baseline, oh, loses wow. the handle. That's because he was fouled. 
What a fake pass by Kyle Archie. Kander inbounds the ball. Kyle Archie fakes the pass and baseline. Baseline just opens up. Open. Oh, yeah. Archie to the stripe for two. It's one of one here. The rest of the team will go over and get some coaching lessons from Matt Flowers. This first one is good from Archie. Archie now with six, looking for seven. Not mistaken, Muhlenberg's largest lead has been four. It won't reach it here. It'll stay at three. 41-38, 4.30 left in the third. LeClaire getting ready to check in. He's in front of the scorer's table. Young stopped in his tracks, has to give it up. Pull-up jumper by Jeez. Sadiq Jackson is no no good. Did the splits. Kantner sprinting through, left hanging, thinking three. He'll drive and then pull it back out. What he is, is all over the place. Drives in, gets it to wow. drop. Jaden Kantner. He was all over the place. Literally just bouncing off people like a pinball. It's a 30-second. We'll stay here. Just bouncing all over the place, man. He drove to the lane, couldn't get that one, went out to the corner, ball came right back to him, came right back around the screen and went straight up the paint again. I mean, you can't make some of this stuff up when he's running around like that. Like watching the road runner out there. <laughs> he ran a quarter mile for that shot. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it's like a la Barry Sanders. Yeah, he went for a five-yard game, but he ran 30 yards to get there. <laughs> yeah. Got I don't see our uh, good friend Paul Roberts down there anymore, friend of the pod. Perhaps he stepped out for some food. Not a bad idea. Pots I'm still Vegas. trying to. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going after this. Pots Vegas is known for its food. Potts Vegas should be known for its food because there are some very underrated spots here in Pottstown. Let me tell you about it. Wife and I lived in Pottstown for almost two years before moving to West Reading. Before I was adorned with my crown of Mr. West Reading by Jerry. That explains it. <laughs> Step back three by Young in the corner off the mark. Offensive rebound here for the Trojans. Banging down low and getting the friendly finish is Jackson. Abdul has 13 points in the first half. Finally, his first bucket here of the second half as LeClaire finds Killens on the low block, lays it in. Killen, his first bucket, he now has 15. First bucket of the second half, should clarify. Turnaround jumper. Goodbye, Jackson again. I'll give him 17. This game's fast-paced, man. Armstrong, high off the glass, no good. Killen put back. That one no good also. Armstrong, lucky to not get called for the personal. Yeah, that was close. He'll swing it all the way around. Now driving in, offensive oh, foul called. Wow. Kyle Archie sacrificing his body. Draws the personal foul. Don't count the bucket. Trojans not taking the lead. Not this time down the court. Second time, correct? Second time. 
Second time. That kid's Jackson on. Called for his second personal. Jeez. Kyle Archie is putting his body on the line today. And we're going to have a stoppage of play here as I think the clock may have malfunctioned here. Referees will go back and try to get it sorted. But yeah, Pottstown's kind of a hidden gem when it comes to food, believe it or not. Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of spots on uh, King Street and High Street that are actually pretty darn good. Um, one of my favorites was Grumpy's. Uh, he does hand-carved mm -hmm. sandwiches, and I mm -hmm. mean, you want to talk about a honking sandwich. I mean, it's literally two inches of, like, fresh-cut turkey breast or whatever you want. It's it's a bunch. It's Sounds a lot to good. handle. Gene's great, too, even if he is grumpy. loses his footing, ends up turning it over after a little acrobatics. Pottstown once again trying to take the lead. Armstrong will be called for the personal. No, but there's Grumpy's. There's uh, the Blue Elephant, which is uh, like an Asian fusion. Beaten there. You've eaten at the Blue Elephant. Yeah, it's good. You uh, said we were looking. Gazo? We were looking to go to uh, Staven Stable for my wife's birthday. Uh, we couldn't get in there, believe it or not. So uh, we'll have to try that another point in time. With your pole? And uh, Gazo State. Eh, it's not like in West Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I have no pole there either. Uh, but, yeah, then you also have Gazo Steaks, which has a cult-like following for uh, cheesesteaks. Spots down. Missing underneath. They'll kick it back out to restart the half court. Said they'll just chuck it from long distance. Jackson no good. LeClaire ends up hitting the hardwood. Going to be a reach-in foul. Jerry didn't learn any sign language in school, I guess. I know two. <laughs> One with each hand. Under two to play here in the third. Killen sledding downhill and has his pass knocked away. And Pottstown at the other end. Weird sequence there, but Sadiq Jackson, I believe, will be going to the stripe. Jackson to the line. Shooting two, misses the first. Second one upcoming here, A minute 40 left on the clock. Rattles in. Jackson with five. Archie over to Armstrong, left corner, oh. three, yes, sir. Armstrong, his first bucket of the second half. He has nine and a five-second violation called on Pottstown. They can't inbound. It'll belong to Muhlenberg. Wow. 
the mule bench went crazy. Well, you're looking to get him fired up over something. The largest Muhlenberg lead right now at 48-43. Looking down low for Alex Chiato. Gets his defender up in the air. Turnaround is good. He now has nine. Pottstown struggling there. And, oh, boy, that could have been a travel, too. Knocked away in midair. Stripped in route was Jackson. Three on two. That one swatted away. Ball left on the floor. Killen's on the floor. Kantner on the floor. Everyone's on the floor. Woo. Decent chance of a Jackson on the floor. No, that was Young. Okay, That was bad. Young on the floor. It'll stay with the Mules. They considered it a jump ball before anything worse happened. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Kantner, inbound to Killen, out to Kiato. Kiato, that, that one. It's blocked. Yeah, Jackson got a piece of it. And Killen called for the personal. Is thought that he trapped Lyon. Lyons instead gets caught on the arm. Killen just his first personal. Stops the clock with 51 seconds. Kantner and Armstrong will check out. Leclerc. Jeffrey Collado. The brothers. And a traveling violation. Jackson going to think about that one, I think, as there was no pressure on him at all, and he just took too many steps. I think he forgot... <laughs> Sometimes you have too much time to think about what you're doing, and it's just like, oh, nobody's guarding me. Makes I sense. Could have dribbled. <laughs> 50 to 43, Muhlenberg could opt to hold for one here. Quick passing around the arc, Armstrong. Major size disadvantage for him. He'll enter it into Killen. Killing. And Count it. Oh I don't know how that ball squirted out of his hands, but it somehow slipped out like a bar of soap. It did. So it <laughs> just had the right up in the arch. air, off the backboard, and in. Wow. One of these times I wish that we had video to rewatch that. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could get a better understanding of it after that. Do we see a huddle camera? I do not see a huddle camera. I don't either. Corner. Killing with the three-point play. It's now a 10-point Muhlenberg lead. He splits up the defense again. Looking down low, finding a man one. Jeez. As Lions on the right block lays it in. We'll go to the stripe for a third. Foul is going to be on Kantner. That'll be his third. Five fouls apiece. So if there are any fouls in the last nine seconds here, they will send either team to the line. Mm -hmm. Swished through for Lions. He now has five. 
Killens driving ahead to Collado. Collado blocked by the underside of the rim, but Killen with the putback attempt. There's not enough bodies underneath if you're Pottstown. Three on one, basically, and Killen said thank you very much. Drops it in. It's now 55-46 after three. Fourth quarter action upcoming when we return on the Mule Sports Network. that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. 55-46 after three quarters of play. A 10-point advantage for Muhlenberg there in the third quarter. Uh, push them on top here. A 22-point third quarter. Jeez. That was what was missing from last night, that's for darn sure. Oh, yeah. The intensity, the pacing. Was a one-point disadvantage going into the break, but holding Pottstown to just 12 points there in the third stanza. Given up points in bunches to Abdul Jackson. And he has largely been held quiet here. He had that spurt of two buckets there in the third, and that's all she wrote. Pottstown finally dealing with his zone defense. Throw it underneath. Layup no good. Ball makes its way out to Jackson, Abdul Jackson. Tries to drive baseline and a blocking foul called on Alex Collado. First foul of the quarter, second of the game for Collado. Kyle Archie and Shamar are going to take a seat. Jeffrey Collado and Drew LeClaire are going to come in for them. Pottstown off the inbound, goes off a foot out of bounds. Belongs to the Mules. Kiato looking to inbound. Gets it into Kantner. Kantner feeling the pressure. Knows that he has a defender behind him. Turns on the Jets, lays it in. <laughs> Kantner going coast to coast. Nobody bothered him on his trek. I think he heard us. Right across Route 66. Kantner now with 13. I know 66 doesn't go the entire way. Fun fact, my buddy and I were actually doing a uh, road rally in the fall 
the whole premise of it is uh, 24 hours. It comes from 24 hours of lemon. So ideally, your car costs $1,000 or less. As banging it in is Mays, his second bucket for four. Uh, so we're doing the one up in New England, but one of the options, should you so choose, is actually one of the road rallies, and they do the entirety of Route 66. So if we enjoy our time up in New England as the leaves are changing, it should be beautiful. Going from Boston to New Haven, Connecticut, to Montpelier, Vermont, back to Boston. But, uh, yeah, we'll do the Route 66 battle if we so desire next year. So that's one of those, like, good American road trip ideas. Sounds like a rich man's sport to me. I don't it's know. It's a $1,000 car. <laughs> Buying a it's car. Most certainly Ford. not. <laughs> We've talked about putting, uh, like, ones with missing headlamps and just putting in flashlights. <laughs> Put back attempt is good by Abdul Jackson. Totally road legal, by the way. Of course. Anyway, seven-point ball game here as Archie left block, takes a couple of dribbles, pulls up, and now looking for help, and Matt Flowers will just take a timeout. And it's a full one, Jerry. 5.58 left here in the fourth quarter. We'll take a timeout and be right back. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Seven-point lead here for the Mules. 5.58 left in this contest. It does not look like they played a game yesterday. <laughs> they, they're bringing the pace. They're bringing, they're bringing the pace that they should have brought yesterday, today. And, I mean, it's, it's a game. You're going to bring what you bring. It's just that... Depending on the games, I would have thought they would have brought that pressure a little bit more yesterday than today. Archie driving in with the right. That one off to the right. That comes Pottstown. Now getting doubled around midcourt, looking to get it across. Finally do. Now driving in, getting a left-handed bucket. His... Jay Jackson, seven points for him. There's that aggressive defense we've seen, that full court press. They bring it in the second half. Killen, driving with his left, puts it up with his right, too strong, but absorbs the contact, hits the hardwood, gets rewarded with two at the line. They have him with 22 points. As I'm adding up everything from the first half, I realize that I'm definitely missing something. So I'm pretty sure it's that. Yeah. 
Killen misses the first. Five fifteen left here. Six point advantage. Second one, no good. Archie grabs the board, tries to go right back with it, and he's fouled. Hacked by Young. And now Archie will go to the stripe. <laughs> all right, then. Duck the goose. Now it's your turn. Yeah, all right, <laughs> then. Third foul for Young. Archie missing. Look at Archie. Come on. Make the second one. Keep that head up. Here we go. Just two misses in the entire first half for the Mules. Three here in the session of about uh, five seconds of game time. Archie swishes the second. Lead back to seven is Archie. Yeah, they have him with four points. So eh, we definitely have a difference of opinion here. We'll see. That's where some of the uh, points have gone. That one. Mays throws it off the backboard. Killing in transition. Collado through traffic. Left-handed layup wow. is good. And he just quick dove around to his left and found a little bit of open space. Three is launched from outer space by Jackson. And go ahead and count it. That's when the Mules think that they're pulling away. It was an eight, sorry, a nine-point advantage for the Mules. Second largest of the game, and instead now, it'll be a timeout taken here, and we'll take a timeout ourselves. It is a full timeout, so 4.35 oh. left, 61.55, meals on. It. Oh, it'll actually be a 30, never mind. Last second to a 30. Told him to get off the bench. The referee's sitting there, he's just like, mm -hmm. Yeah, he went they, from they a told full, me a full. And then he said 30. You know. Even showing his fellow referee, you know, inside referee jokes, he's like, hey, I got called a full. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll be the talk at the uh, referee soiree after the game. Yeah, it's not nearly as bad as NFL referees. Uh, yeah, half the time they don't even know what call they're making. They kind of just say something and then they're like, "Correction." <laughs> Actually, it usually only happens in Packers games, isn't it? No, mm, Lions games. Oh, I'm sorry. It's mostly Lions games. Good try though, Jerry. Good try though. Cricket. Chris is a cheese head. Uh, yes, mm. sir. Play Dallas tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Loss. Feels like an L. You're an Eagles fan. What? <laughs> All of our games have felt like L's recently. Archie gets double teamed and ends up traveling. And oh, now the referee the is now the referee closest to Matt Flowers is saying prior to the travel that. Matt Flowers actually called a 30-second timeout, wow. which he can do. The ball was inbounded. It's a live play. He can call timeout again after it's inbounded. Wow. Can't double up, but after the ball's in play. This time, no question about the 30. Yes. Very emphatic 30. <laughs> that referee had no doubt putting his arms to his shoulders. <laughs> He's doing it again. See? Hey, hey that time was the 30. <laughs> Come on. Take a look at this guy. Look he at the epaulets. He, he wants a 30, tries to tell me he wants a full. 
Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly he's from North Jersey. <laughs> Northern Jersey. Been spending way too much time. Spend one day up in the freaking Meadowlands, and this is what you come back with. Yeah, really. Jeez. Hey, he said it was a timeout. That, that and a uh, sprained knee for A.J. Brown, a uh, torn ACL. Uh, what else am I dealing with? Archie uh, once again yeah. called for a travel. Oh, boy. Matt Flowers. I think the term would be befuddled. Archie will stay in. Armstrong will check back in. Maybe looking for a bona fide ball handler. A three put up and wow. oh boy. Sadiq Jackson. Another triple is second of the quarter. And this leads back to within three. Killen forcing one up, no good. Sadiq once again with the board, running in transition, pulls up. Finally has to pull out because he has Killen right in front of him. Oh, yeah. Long distance triple. Heat check for Jackson, but a putback by Jeez. one of the other Jacksons. Pick one. Abdul this time with the layup. It's a one-point game. And, well, this time the scoreboard operator getting the business. Matt Flowers turned away from the play to say, hey, that scoreboard never started running. Clock wasn't running. Meanwhile, play was still going on. Referees are now going to sit and talk about it and, and say, hey, do we give Muhlenberg possession but start the clock appropriately? Or do we let play go on? What can we agree on for the time and then change the time? So we'll see what they end up doing here. The one ref just put his hands to his shoulders. What's that about? <laughs> hey, it's another timeout. Pretty time sure this out. is an hey. official's timeout. And now you have coaches are going to be talking. Yeah, now you have a little coach's powwow here with the referees, and I think this is what they're going to get down to. And are they negotiating? Is that it? I don't think they're negotiating. I think they've and they something out. tells me that it might go in Muhlenberg's favor, but. What we'll are we see. taking off? 12 seconds? Oh, no, Bo both coaches uh, were just kind of, yeah, all right. And that's what they're doing. They're running the clock down. Yep. Yep. They're going to let that play stand, and they'll just run it down to, I guess, when they say stop. Yeah, they agreed to a number down there, which is probably fair. Probably the best way. It doesn't give the mules a free play right. after they turn the ball over. Right. Yeah, I think that's, that's more than fair. Yeah, and probably let the two coaches weigh in on it. Why not? That way nobody can complain. Probably a really good guesstimation of how much time was actually taken off. No, nah, I'd say like 20 seconds. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 22, actually. It was at 426. Is it 26? So we'll be Pottstown basketball in front of the Muhlenberg bench. They've trimmed a 10-point advantage down to just one with four minutes remaining. Kantner guarding Jackson. Corner three. Gonna They're going to say that he traveled. Had it, shuffled his feet, and Sadiq Jackson called for the turnover. He had a quiet first half. He's picked it up a notch here in the second. Nine points here in the second half of play for his 11. Ellenberg able to inbound and 
run their half-court set. Looking for Alex Collado. Alex will pull it out. Back into the same corner. Far corner to Archie. Into Killen. Killen pull up in the lane. Can't get it. Ball still on the ground. Armstrong giving chase. Pottstown ahead. Three on two. Advantage for them. And an offensive foul called on Sadiq Jackson. Lowered the boomstick. And an offensive foul. Wow. Kyle Archie again. Kyle Archie drawing a Another third charging. How he about that? Doing his thing. Well, naturally, you're in Pottstown, so everyone's going to be a little up in arms with that call, but I think it was the right one for what it's worth. Driving in is Killen with the right. Killen now, at least by the scoreboard operator's count. Well, it says that he has 23. Don't know if that's right. Yeah, I don't think that's right either. That's not can, what I had. We can uh, double I have 20, check. I have 22. I'm pretty close, I think. And now they you. give him 25. So. <laughs> it Put wasn't a number a, up on the board. They had him at 22. It wasn't a three-pointer, and he hits the uh, <laughs> hits the third. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the scoreboard. I'm going by mine. We've had enough instances Lord. with the scoreboards at this point. I think we're used to it. It was worse during football season. Oh, yeah. Another long-distance three. Ch straight chucking for Jackson. Another three from that corner. That one down and out. And Killen trying to draw the personal. Won't do it. Gets tripped up. Slides across the sideline, and he it's a turnover for Muhlenberg. He did. <laughs> How's that not a foul when you hook somebody's arm? Yep. Wow. Hey, if the ref doesn't see it, it's not a foul. I guess not. He was standing roughly six feet away. Yep. That's some weird commotion here in the stands between some Muhlenberg fans. Trying to keep an eye on that. Under 2.30 to play. Pots down within four. Pull up jumper from the right. Elbow is good by Sadiq Jackson. He has eight in the quarter. Yes, he has come alive here. Muhlenberg nearly turning it over. Instead, Kayato with nowhere to go, trying to force feed it to his brother. Alex to Jeffrey ends up just slamming it off of Jackson out of bounds. Get a fresh five seconds. Also gives an opportunity to get LeClaire and Jeffrey Collado out of the rotation. They'll toss it all the way across court to Archie. To Kantner. Ah, Kantner. Too much on it. A little too much sauce. One possession game here as Pottstown down low. They tie it up. Jeez. Jackson. Give him 23 by my count. They have him at 25. We have a tie game, 64 apiece. Oh it was a 10-point lead for Muhlenberg in a blink of an eye, and Archie slips and falls. And they're going to call it against Pottstown. Wow. You could hear the skid. There was not a lot of contact there. Was there. Not, Did I miss it? There was virtually no contact there. That was a floor problem, and... I mean, the fact that the referees aren't even looking to see if there's a wet spot on the floor is kind of concerning. 
because that seemed like a very clear, he was driving in, his feet came out from under right. him. There might have been a little bit of contact, but Archie drains the first. Yeah, they're not even looking either, as you no. said. Even after a sweaty kid just <laughs> fell on the floor and probably like, yeah. tripped out. Can you throw a towel down? Yeah. Is that going to kill you? Throw a towel down. Bielenberg with just 10 points here in the quarter. Yes. With 11. Archie hits both. Lead back to two. They'll dump it down low. They have the mismatch and they tie it up again. Jackson just bullying LeClaire on the low block. 66 apiece. This one nearly a turnover, and it is a turnover. Jeez. Up ahead, two on two. Left-handed layup, no good. Put back is. Wow. As Sadiq Jackson gives the Trojans their first lead in, sheesh, I don't know, second quarter? Maybe first, even. Killen slips, falls, turns it over. Up ahead, two on two. That one. A foul called on Alex Collado as Mays was rejected by the underside of the basket. And they're going to say that there were, was a little bit of contact there. And they can extend the Trojan lead here. Just as a correction, the Trojans led at halftime by one. Uh, no, that was Mielenberg leading at halftime. No, Pottstown did was lead. Was it? By one. Okay. All right, so early third line. quarter. Let's yes. put it that way. So... My mistake. Fifty-five point two seconds left. Mays, his first trip to the line yes, here this okay. evening. Misses both. Rebound by Archie. Immediately double team. Gets it ahead to Killen. Killen nearly has it poked away. He's trying to get it over to Kantner, and instead it ends up into the hands of head coach Matt Flowers. Matt Flowers, of course, not a student athlete. No, he's not. So it's a turnover for the Mules. I'm not understanding what you're saying. <laughs> Matt Flowers is not one of the five players on the court. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but yet the ball ended up in yes. his hands okay. at the All end right. of the play. I was going to say, because <laughs> everything I've read about him, he played football, he played out. this, he played that. Full-time full time out. out with 48.6 seconds left. Okay. Let's stay. It'll be Pottstown basketball when we return. And no, let's uh -oh. stay. Oh, we're staying. Let's stay. We, we met our commercial. No, I'm saying that, well, when okay. we return to play, yeah. it'll be Pottstown basketball okay. after the Muhlenberg turnover. Sheesh, They've just identified killing not an awful lot of situational awareness there. I mean, he, he knew enough that there was a guy hovering behind him, mm -hmm. but, you know, he slows up just a bit, get it poked away, mm -hmm. bad pass. You know, we've just seen the mules kind of fall apart here in the fourth. This is not good. We not saw, great. I saw a lot of moving the ball a little bit more in the first three quarters. This quarter, they're just driving. They're just driving as much as they can. They're not trying to find the open person as much. They're just trying to take the game into their hands, and that's that's the hard part where you have to know when to do that, and that's usually when you're down. You need to take those drives quick, and you need to force the envelope. Here, you have to play those passes, look for that open man. They're playing you man-to-man, -man, so you're going to see 
that if you set a screen, you set something here and there, you put something into motion, like some of the plays we've seen them do, Shamar can get open, and that's what will get them past the finish line. Hillenberg struggling to trap out of the half court. We're going to have a foul called here. And I believe that it's on. Pretty sure it's a region foul. Collado. That'll be his fourth for Alex. They're just trying to waste time. It's on the floor. <laughs> Another foul on the floor here for the Mules. That was their last foul to give. Next one will send the Trojans into the bonus that, here, as that was killing second. I will say that clock was still going after they called the foul. Yeah, we saw that last night, too. Yeah. Quick foul here by... Well, and we'll see who they call it against. If it's Collado, it's his fifth. And that's a mistake. So they'll be missing Alex Collado now for the remainder of this contest. That really should have been communicated. As Collado, yeah, it's number five. He'll have to take a seat. That flower is going to call everyone over. Not entirely certain why the referees are even entertaining this right now. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> uh, here we have a player waiting to shoot two free throws, and... Uh, Matt but Flowers called his entire team over, and he's just like, hey, I want to talk to everyone. And uh, there was nobody left, and then Pottstown started going back to their bench, and the refs were like, hey, wait a second. It's not a tech. What? <laughs> What's going on? <sighs> Jackson misses. Six field goals here, 25 points by my count. I believe that they have them for 29. Somewhere around there. Yeah. They're just pulling numbers out of somewhere. So. I've seen I've seen worse. Yep. So Kiata will end up on the bench. One of two at the stripe. So a three-point game. Under 37 seconds to play. A 23-point quarter for Pottstown. Driving in, getting two is Kantner. Just 13 points for Muhlenberg here in the stanza. Yeah, somehow that was Jaden Kantner, right? Yes, that was. All right. Yeah, then I'm not making anything up here. I have Kantner for a whole lot more points than they have him yeah. for up there on the board. So I think they're kind of just putting numbers where they think it goes instead of where it should go. But, hey. Well, I'm not going to say it. No, actually, I'll say it. There's nobody under the age of 70 sitting there. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same I, uh, thing. Look. I may be on the opposite side of the court. There is nobody under the age of 70 currently sitting at that table. They can't, po and no offense, they can't possibly see what's happening on the court. Yeah. I was down there, and there was, there's a pretty good age range. There's down not there. one black hair on a head down there at the scorer's table. Oh, they're all gray or white. <sighs> I digress. Three-point game, 29.3 seconds left. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you just have to point out the obvious. I mean, they maybe have somebody down there that has 20-20 vision should maybe maybe be at the scorer's table. Who knows? Was that two? Was it 20? I want to know how many they have for Collado. They have five fouls. So. Well, they counted the five that time. Yeah. Pottstown 
breaking free of the press, getting it across half court. He'll swing it all the way up into the corner. Young thinking three. We're going to have a foul called on Kyle Archie. Doesn't matter. I think it's on the floor or not. Still going to the strike. I was going to say, why were they not fouling? I think uh, they should have been. I think they were trying to play for the steal. There, yeah, there's their half, and then go for. I mean, there is time enough for the steal that you go for the steal first, as that will be the fourth foul on Archie. As Young to the stripe hits the first. Back to a two-point game, looking to make it a three-point contest. As Young Jeez. gets the second. Young with 14 by my count. Trying to get it into LeClaire. It's stolen away by Young. Back in. Throws it right to Killen. Killen on the move. Ten seconds left in this contest. Matt Flowers will take a timeout. It'll stop the clock with 9.6 remaining. And as, an Mark, and as Mark Zumoff would once say... Coming in for a landing. 71-68, under 10 seconds left. Boy, that's a real turnaround from the way this looked at the beginning of the fourth. I mean, give it to Pottstown. Mm -hmm. It was stuck with it, man. It was a nine-point advantage at one point. Uh, Entering the fourth quarter, it was a nine-point advantage for the Mules. They pushed it to 10 at one point during the stanza. Mm Mm-hmm. And since then, it's just been a wickedly wild run here by the Trojans to snatch this one away. Still, three-point contest. You have a whole bunch of three-point shooters. You will be without Alex Collado. So you're going to be looking at Killen. Going to be looking at Armstrong as a couple of threes here. If you want to go, you know, little underdog, try to sneak him into a corner. You're going to need someone to come up huge in this moment. And this is a moment-defining game for this team. The thing is, you need a three. You can go two here. But it certainly looks like they will try to inbound to Killen. This will be their one shot. Six seconds left. Killen looking for a screen. Pulls up. That one no good. Rebound to Pottstown, and they come away with the win. Wow. That'll do it. Killen just couldn't create separation. Didn't really get a strong. Not an awful lot of strong help there. On that final play, didn't get a strong screen. Unable to create separation, has to just chuck it up. Was on target, just off to the right. That's it, 71-68, your final. It's a rough loss. That is. It's not a fun one. That's for darn sure. We'll recap what the heck happened here when we come back on the Mule Sports Network. Sound of your 
Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Pottstown to recap this one, and, well, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not fun, man. It was looking really good in the fourth and then just fell apart. A 10-point advantage by Muhlenberg in the fourth quarter evaporated into thin air. They led by nine going into the final quarter, and just like that, a three-point loss here in Pottstown. Unreal. Not quite what we were expecting here is, let me tell you, they uh, came alive here in the fourth quarter, and really it was, well, the Jacksons. It was the Jackson brothers. Uh, we knew that kind of coming in. Uh, Abdul ends up with 26 by my count. Uh, uh, Sadiq with 15, 13 in the second half. Most of that. Ten of them coming in the fourth quarter. Nine came from Abdul in the fourth quarter, and it was really just those two took over in the fourth and would not go quietly into the night. 25 points for Pottstown there in the fourth compared to Muhlenberg's 13, and that was what turned the tide. Uh, yeah, especially in the in the last two, in the second half, I should say. Uh, the turnovers were good in the third quarter. I mean, Pottstown had seven to Mule's three, but when it comes to that fourth quarter, the Mule's... <laughs> They have eight to four. They are doubling their turnovers, and especially in that close of a game, you can't do that. It's 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 not a way to win. You got to take care of the ball a little better. And we saw in the fourth corner they just weren't passing the ball as they usually were in the th one through three quarters wise. And that fourth quarter really showed that if they don't pass the ball and they're forcing everything. 
this team can go downhill really quick, and that's not a good sign because we see so much uh, star power here with Kyle Archie, uh, Shamar with Alex Collado, and you have so many good players that you should have people that aren't thinking, oh, I'm going to drive right away. It's like, okay, give me a second, slow the game down. Who can I see that's open? Because when you do that, then people aren't forcing things. Then people aren't like, I have to take this game into my hands. And it felt like in that fourth quarter, a lot of people were like, I need to take the game into my hands since we're losing. And you just can't do that. It was a seven-man rotation here for Muhlenberg as they went really, really short bench mm -hmm. uh, for this contest. I had Kellen at 23 points. You have him at 25. So we'll, we'll go with 25. It sounds nicer. I have Kantner with 15 Archie and Armstrong both with nine, and Alex Collado uh, coming off of his uh, 0 for last night, scoring 11 yep. for the Mules. Well, we get to move past this one mm -hmm. yep. right into an exciting contest against one of Burks 2's finest programs, the Exeter Eagles. Before mm -hmm. you do that, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Does it feel to you like the Mules are in a funk? Well, they've lost three of their last four, so I think that's an appropriate way to describe what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. it's it's like so. Th what I said before about this game coming Monday, it, it's going to be one of the best. Like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if they yeah. can't get themselves out of this funk. And you know, maybe it is still you know the the Reading High victory on Tuesday. Like you would have thought that it would have shocked their system last night and coming out here like their hair is on fire with Pottstown. And right. Honestly, maybe there just wasn't enough time to correct what went wrong last night at Burke's Catholic between last night and today. You know, there was so much that went poorly last night that it's really hard to grasp onto. Yeah. And the coaches haven't had a chance to talk about things that went poorly. Like, I think that they know that when they're at the top of their game, they can compete with just about anybody within sure. Burke's County, within oh, the sure. district. You know, but... They haven't reached that echelon quite yet. You know, they've had a few games, and Reading High was certainly one of them, that they went all in, they threw all their chips to the middle of the table, and they ended up winning by 13 against Reading. And that was their Super Bowl. And unfortunately, what you can have happen is like the Eagles. Like, your pinnacle can't be in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you can't say, hey, we beat Reading High. And then, you know, let the last part of your schedule languish until you go to the Goggle Complex on the last game of the regular season. Like, you can't have that happen. You can't be like, all right, well, we'll get up for that game, and we'll get up for the last game, but everything in between is going to be a struggle. And I think that, you know, quite simply, there just hasn't been enough time to really absorb what happened against Burke's Catholic, and now mm -hmm. you're going to roll this on top of it. Then you don't have time either <laughs> because you're right back at it on Monday against Exeter. Mm -hmm. So it's really going to be a struggle, and we'll see how the Muhlenberg coaching staff deals with it. But you have a couple of bad losses back-to-back -back with no time to even discuss what happened. You're getting thrown right back into the mix on Monday. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what team comes out on Monday. A potential buzzsaw in Exeter, too, because when Exeter's hitting, mm -hmm. I mean, we saw them run up. I, I don't remember. Did I see 84 points? Against, uh, I, I can't remember which team. Uh, 93 it might even be. Exeter ran up 93 against Mannheim Township. Yes, there you oh, go. wow. Yeah, they also so they led up 91 against Archbishop Carroll, by the way. <laughs> okay, yes, but beginning of the season versus mid. No, but they played Burke's Catholic extremely tough uh, yeah. on Thursday that yep. 
You know, I, I watched that game. Kevin Sands went off for 10 points in the fourth quarter, 29 overall. Yeah. He was leading the way for the Eagles. He's going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously Muhlenberg has the athletes to work against him. Um, but, you know, for Exeter, you just have too many weapons on the outside. Uh, we saw, I mean, you had Reese Garvin hitting threes. Uh, you have, uh, who all hit threes? Yeah, Reese Garvin hit two. Brady Murray hit three. Sens hit five. So you got guys that can shoot from the outside that'll raise a little bit of hell here uh, on Monday evening. So it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see, like I said, exactly what team decides to show up on Monday. They're not going to have time to rest on, uh, you know, these two games that went astray. They're going to have to refocus. And, you know, if they're able to do that, you know, it's a credit to the coaching staff and a credit to the senior leaders on this team come Monday. They'll get a practice in tomorrow and try to correct yeah, whatever maybe. they, they, yeah. they see it, as it, a problem. Honestly, it just might be, uh, might be a film session mm-hmm. that yeah. you're able to go in, try to correct what you can, but you're not running anything physically because you're going again on Monday. So mm-hmm. at, wor- at best, it's a walkthrough. You know, at worst, it's probably a film session. You know, that's probably what you're working with if they're getting together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what their practice schedule looks like or how often they're allowed to practice and all that jazz, but, you know, that will be on the senior leaders too. Man. If the coaches can't meet with them, and it's on the leadership on the team to get everyone together and say, hey, this needs to be corrected now because you can't correct it down the line during the season. Mm-hmm. You want to be on a run entering the playoffs. Yes. You yes. don't want to be correcting these types of problems, much like the Philadelphia Eagles, at the very end of the regular season going yeah. into the playoffs. That's yeah. the worst time to have a identity crisis. So, Yeah, you, you can well imagine that they need to be moving forward and right now they're just they're at best standing still yeah they're they're in neutral right now and you know certainly uh last night's game was in reverse yeah uh, this this one i tell you they were moving forward and some road bumps there in the fourth quarter they just they struggled they struggled with uh, all those guys going downhill right at them uh dropping it off in the low post they they just struggled with length mm-hmm. and you know You'll run into that against uh, some of the better schools like Pottstown. You'll run into it with a team like Redding and Exeter as length and spades. I mean, all of those kids that you have running out there are all lanky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, lanky kids that can hit the three. I mean, yep. They're all just arms, legs, and three-pointers. So Arms, legs, <laughs> and three-pointers. Yeah, they are. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll see uh, what Muhlenberg team shows up on Monday. It, mm. It's going to be really tough for them. Uh, but if they're mentally strong the way that – you know, we've seen them be in the past. They can come out and put up a performance on Monday. So. Yep. They're going to need it, especially if, especially at the pace they play at. They play so fast, it seems like sometimes they get gassed in the fourth quarter, and that's why. Oh, that's an interesting thought. That goes because they um, love keeping up that pace. When you're dealing with only a seven-man rotation, yeah, I mean, that can certainly uh, cause problems later on in the game. But, yeah, you know, they're also 16. Oh, yeah, definitely. being able to run free. It's a 16-year-old. So I'd be wheezing after the first two minutes in the game. <laughs> but uh, 71-68, your final score. Again, no time to uh, rest on this one. We're right back at it on Monday. The boys will be facing Exeter, and we will have that for you here. Around 7.15 start time, give or take. It'll be Darren and myself on Monday. Tuesday, who do you have calling the uh, the girls' game? The girls' game? Yeah. I don't know. I'm figuring Darren that one and out yet. somebody else. Potentially. <laughs> Could have father-son action if you want. It's not a bad idea. 
That sounds insufferable. So. What do you mean? <laughs> Dad. No, I wouldn't do that to him. Uh, it would be but DZ. But we'll have that on Tuesday, and then we have. Yeah, we're we're busy next week. Let's yes, put it that way. Are. But Monday, Tuesday, first of all, against Exeter doubleheader. Boys Monday, girls Tuesday, right here on the Exeter and the Mule Sports Network. Correct. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Jerry. Thank you to Chris. Uh, Like I said, we'll see you on Monday evening right here. Don't change that dial. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Boys Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, the new Birdies Inn, Exeter's best place for entertainment, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night.